was my fault. <laughs> All right, as we continue this series, I just want to let you know that uh, I'm calling it Audible today. I changed the name. On Monday, I was prepping for the sermon like I usually do, and I, you know, I'm going over the notes and looking at these things, and I just wasn't feeling it. And uh, so I just I abandoned that name, and there's hundreds of names for Jesus, but I just, I wasn't getting anywhere with it, and I just kind of felt like this just wasn't the right message. And so I prayed, I said, God, I need to think of another name. I need to preach on another name for you, Jesus. And I really felt led to go to this name, Advocate. And so the name that we're going to look at today is Advocate. It's a legal name, and it really means for us today, if you will, that Jesus is our divine attorney, okay? Now, now don't check out on me because I'm talking about lawyers. Some of you got attitudes towards them, all right? You know, somebody said I should have people raise their hands like, how many attorneys in the church? I said, no, I don't want to know. I just, you know, there's a few here, I'm sure. But um, I haven't been to court. I haven't been in there for anything where I've needed to really defend myself with an attorney, but I do have an attorney. Um, I have a coach that helps me in pastoring the church, and he said, you're going to need a good attorney. And I said, why? Why would I need an attorney? He said, well, the church is growing. It's just the world we live in. He said, you wrote a book. Somebody will find something in the book. You know, it's just the way that it is, and so you need a good attorney. And I have a good one, and the, the reason I know he's really good is he's really expensive. So I just know that <laughs> he's good. He's good. So he's good. Um, but I haven't had to go to court for myself, but uh, I did have to go to court once with my brother. And uh, my brother, Rick, uh, got a speeding ticket on the way to the hospital. See, my brother, Roger, was in a head-on collision, and they medevaced him to HCMC downtown. And so Rick was racing to the hospital to be with my mom and dad and to get there. And on the way there, he got pulled over and uh, got a ticket. So we went to court, and uh, we just thought, this is a slam dunk. Thing. You know, he's going to see his brother, HCMC, you know, da, da, da. Mom went there, and mom's like, we can defend him. We don't need an attorney. <laughs> Bad idea. Okay, so we, we get to court, and my mom pleads her case. And those of you that know my mom, she's very persuasive. And she's telling the judge, you know, my other son was in the hospital, and now he was there, and just need to throw this out. He's out, nope, guilty. And she's like, I don't think you heard me. How do you know that doesn't go over well? <laughs> yeah. She was like, guilty? Pay it or else, you know? And, and we left there and we're like, I can't believe that. Like, we were 0 for 1 in our uh, efforts to be attorneys. But I would like to say this, I was the assistant attorney, okay? <laughs> She's 0 for 1, I am 0 for 0, all right? Just to let you know. But if you're going to go to court, and it's really important, how many know you want a good attorney? Now, if you're going to face life and death, if you are going to face eternity, how many know it would be a great idea to have an attorney. It'd be great. The, the, the word is called advocate. That's the word that we're going to look at. And it's one of those names that means um, one that is called alongside of us, one that is there to help plead our case. In military terms, it would be the friend of the prisoner, the person that is there to represent you. And that's the word we're looking at, the advocate. And so Jesus, if you will, is our heavenly lawyer, our attorney, our advocate. And if you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to 1 John chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. And while you're turning there or getting it on your uh, smartphone or well, your U version or whatever you're using, um, just to settle this, people have asked me, will there be attorneys in heaven? Yes, there will, but there will only be one that is actually practicing. And that's Jesus, all right? He's our advocate. He's the attorney, all right? Now, just while you're going to that verse and that passage, let me just let you know that this name is very closely related to another one. So I'm just going to touch for a minute on this because it's close. 
And another term for Jesus, advocate is a term and a name that we could call Jesus, but another term is intercessor. Jesus is our intercessor. He is interceding for you and I right now. And so it's very closely related, intercessor and advocate, although different. But let me just touch on intercessor for just a moment. Hebrews 7.25 says, therefore he, speaking of Jesus, is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. So right now, Jesus is interceding for you. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, if you have asked him to forgive you of your sins, he is interceding for you right now before the heavenly father. And here's what he's praying. He's not praying like, oh God, I hope they make it. Father, I hope they make it. I hope they can get in. Will you have grace and mercy? He's not praying that. What he's praying right now is, Father, I pray they'll grab hold of the strength when they're faced with temptation. I pray that they'll make it through the temptation. I pray that they won't sin, that they'll be formed into your image. They will look more like you. I pray that they will make it through their temptation to the other side victorious. Now think about that. Jesus is praying for you. When you're facing temptation later today, he is interceding 24-7 before the Father, praying that you'll have the strength and bringing your needs to the Father so that you have strength to make it. That's an amazing thing. After Jesus died on the cross and he said, it is finished, he didn't go into retirement. He went into intercessory mode and he's lifting your needs before the Father and praying on your behalf. That's an amazing thing. Now, connected to this is the advocate, and we get this in 1 John chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. The apostle John is writing this. He says, my dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin, but if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. This is where we get this term advocate, and the apostle John is writing this. Now, he's up in age. According to the timeline of when this book was written, he's up in age, and he's quite possibly the last apostle living at this moment. All the other apostles have faced the death of a martyr, and John, in his old age, is, is writing this, and he's like the last one standing, and he's writing with just a, a grace and a love, and, and he's using this endearing term. He's saying, my dear children, my dear children, those that follow Jesus, those that are following the faith of Jesus Christ, my dear children, he's like, I want to love you into obedience, and I'm writing this to you, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm trying to tell you this, I'm writing this to you so that you will not sin. Now, here's something that he understood that we need to understand. Christianity is an ethical religion. It is an ethical faith. The, the, the teachings of Jesus call us to live in godly ethics, in good morals. And so John is saying, I'm writing this because I, I, I don't want you to sin. I want you to understand that you need to be moving towards God, that you need to be obedient towards him. And he's basically saying, if you know God, you'll obey God. And he's saying, that, I mean, you understand, my children, I'm trying to tell you, if you know God, you'll obey God. If, if Christ is in you, you're going to start imitating him. You're going to look like him. You're going to want to be like him. And so he's saying, children, I'm writing this to you so you don't sin. 
And, and as you read 1 John, if you've never read 1 John, uh, you should read it because as you read it, you'll see the whole book is kind of rigid. So he's like, my dear children, I'm writing this so you don't sin. And then a little bit later, he's like, yeah, if you do this, I don't even know if you love God. And the people that love God would never do that. And you, don't do this and don't do that. So it, it, all this is kind of a rigid book. But if you have these verses that we're looking at here in, in 1 John 2, 1 and 2, everything just like, this is like the peak. Everything focuses right here on these two verses and puts everything else in context, okay? So he's saying, my dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin, but if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Now, I want to let you know how he writes this, because there's subtle nuances in the way that the Bible is written, in the language that it was written in, that we don't see in English, okay? So stay with me here. There's a subtle nuance here. He says, you know, if anybody does sin, we have an advocate. Now, there's a couple ways that you could kind of say this. You could either say it, if anybody does sin, and they won't, or if anybody does sin, and they will, and you know how John writes it? He writes it like this. If anybody does sin, and you will, you have an advocate. He's saying, guess what, guys? Your flesh, you're battling against your old nature. You've got enemy, the devil. You're fighting against the things of this world. If anybody does sin, and you will, you have an advocate. He just recognizes that we're human, that we're frail, that we're going to fall short of the glory of God. He recognizes that even though the divine nature is in us, we're still battling with this old nature. So he's saying, if anybody does sin, and you will, you have an advocate. And he didn't write it the other way. You know, if anybody does sin, and you won't. You know, how many are glad, though, that the airlines has that approach? In the unlikely event that this plane crashes over water... And it probably won't, you know, crash, but in the unlikely event that it does crash over water, your seat cushion made out of hard substance will float. All right. How I many of you know you're glad that they're like, you know, like in the unlikely, it's probably going to happen. You know, you, you wouldn't fly then, right? But John doesn't do it that way. John's like, you're, 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 you're going to sin. Your goal is to sin less, though. Your goal is to sin less, to be more like Jesus the longer you live with God. The long, it's to be formed into his image. And thank God that you're like, I used to struggle with these, and now those are gone. Now I got these, but the list is getting shorter, and I'm, I'm more like Jesus, and I'm being formed into his image. I'm not going the wrong way. So he says, if you do sin, you have an advocate. So what does this mean, advocate? It means a defense attorney, one called alongside of you, someone that is fighting for you, that is pleading your case on your behalf, one called alongside to help. The actual word is parakletos, and it means one called alongside of, for a purpose, for a reason. And if you know your Bible, and some of you do, but I won't assume everybody does, the paraclete, parakletos, that is the same term that Jesus uses for the Holy Spirit, okay? In, in John chapter 16, verses 7 through 11, this is Jesus speaking. He says, but very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate... Okay, same word. The advocate will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because people do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I'm going to the Father where you can see me no longer. And about judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. Same word, different person. Just track with me for just a second here. 
Jesus is our advocate. He is called alongside of us. He is helping us in our, our, our judgment, in dealing with our sin problem. He is our advocate, called alongside. But Jesus has an advocate, the Holy Spirit. And Jesus says, I'm going to send you the advocate, one called alongside of you on this mission that I've sent you on. I sent you to go into all the world and proclaim the good news, but I'm sending you someone that's going to help you. And when you share the words of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is going to put the power behind it. Everything you do has a helper with it, has a one called alongside that is representing Jesus and is putting the power behind your words. And sometimes you think, well, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't know how I'm going to convince them. You proclaim it, and the, the paraclete comes alongside the Holy Spirit, and he's the advocate. He helps to plead the case for Jesus to the hearts of men and women. So think about that. You're just the spokesperson, and the real power is coming from the Holy Spirit. So have some more boldness when you're out sharing your faith. Okay, but Jesus is our advocate. He's the friend of the prisoner. He's one called alongside of us. And if I could, for just a moment, let me set up an eternal courtroom, all right? Because your eternity hangs in the balance. We are on trial for our sin. Every single person is on trial for their sin because the Bible tells us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the Bible tells us in Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. And we know that we are all sinners and we are all deserving of death. And so we have an eternal death row sentence awaiting us for our sin. And every single person has to recognize that this is waiting for everyone on this earth. We've got to do something about it. So if I could set up the courtroom for just a minute. God the Father is the judge. Jesus is our advocate, our defense attorney. Who's the prosecuting attorney? According to Revelation 12.10, that's Satan, the devil, the accuser of the brethren. He's heaping accusations against you to the Father because he knows this about God. God is just and God is holy. Now catch this. Every sin has to be punished because of God's justice. Every sin has to be punished, okay? So God is love and justice, but his justice demands that every sin is punished. So your sin issue is really a legal issue. Now here's the thing. God is angry and upset at every sin and will punish every single sin. And we say, well, I'm glad he's punishing Hitler's sin and Stalin's sin and, and big murderer's sins and people that stole a lot, and, and, but he's going to punish your sin and my sin. Every sin has to be punished, okay? And so if every sin has to be punished, what are we going to do? Because he's mad at all this sin and he's got to punish it and he's got justice and he's got love. And so if we stand before God, what are we going to say? Our advocate, Jesus, is going to stand before the Father and this is not going to be his approach. He's not going to say, Father, they never did anything. They never did anything wrong. Because how many know you'd be like, oh, I did. I did a lot of wrong things. You know, like, is that our defense? Because that's kind of weak. Because I did it. You know, I, I'm guilty, you know. Jesus like, just go with me, okay? You know, he didn't do it. You know, never happened. You know, it's not going to happen, right? Instead, what he's going to do, he's going to go up there and say, Father, I know that your justice demands that every sin be punished. But guess what? You punished it already. You put it on me, and it's covered. 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 I, 
Think about it. Your sin had to be punished. And Jesus said, I will take it. I will do it. He doesn't say to God, like, let's just wink, wink, let him in. He's like, you did it. Your justice has been fulfilled. The legal case has been fulfilled and it was fulfilled on me. And this is my client. They called upon my name to be saved and now they're saved. And not only that, he's like, guess what? I am your advocate, but I also paid the price for you. Isn't that amazing? Wow. That's why verse two says he's the atoning sacrifice for our sins and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the world. He's saying, I'm your advocate, but I'm also the one that paid the price for you. I mean, try that with any attorney in America. (laughs) Represent me and pay my fine, okay? You know, and I won't pay you the bill, right? That's what Jesus did. That's what's so amazing. Now, let me just tell you something. That's why 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we may become the righteousness of God. Every sin had to be punished, so God put it on Jesus. And when Jesus stands before the Father, he says, covered, covered, taken care of. It's amazing. Now, there's a little bit of false doctrine that's going around right now, and I gotta correct this. There's a little bit of false doctrine that says God's justice and his love, he's love, but he's got justice and he's holy, and what's gonna happen at the end of the world? And so people would read a verse like this and say this, that at the end of the world, God's just gonna go like, oh, oh, okay, you know, I know I need to punish every sin, but love is stronger than justice, and so because, you know, I, I love everybody, and, you know, even if they didn't call on Jesus, and I told them to, and they didn't do it, you know, uh, justice, love, love wins, and, you know, everybody gets in, okay? That's not true. That's not true. This scripture says that it is offered to everyone. It is offered to everyone, but only those that accept the offer get in on it. Okay, so it's offered to all, it's available to all, but only those that grab a hold of it get it. And that's why it's up to us to go out and tell people, if you grab hold of this, your advocate in eternity will stand on your behalf. He, he will defend you. He's already paid the price for you. It's there, it's offered for all, but you have to receive it. Okay, because again, think about it. Uh, what would it be like to serve a God that was like, yeah, you know, uh, molestation and murder and theft and all. It doesn't bother me at the end of that. It's all good. You know, don't worry. Think about it. But he says, that bothers me. But I made a way through my love for you to be forgiven. That's amazing. Okay, so back to the courtroom here with me. And, and God the Father is our judge. And how many are glad that it's not trial by jury, Right? <laughs> Like, you get to heaven and you walk in, you're like, oh, it's my ex-boss, my ex-neighbor, the, oh yeah, I should have been nicer, you know, and they're judging my eternity. You know, how many glad it's God, the just judge, okay, but he's your father, okay? Now, think about it. If you ask Jesus to forgive your sins, Jesus is your advocate, and the Bible says he is now your heavenly father, and you have a relationship with God, so how many know that if you're facing eternity, it's good to have the judge be your dad, yeah, right? Okay. <laughs> now, now, this is interesting. Um, we were shooting one of our videos, and I won't tell you which, which one, but we actually got in trouble, and uh, our camera crew got arrested. And uh, I won't tell you which one it was, but it's true. We, we kind of broke the law just a little bit. And uh, got arrested. And one of the guys that got arrested and got a ticket for this in the video shoot, um, his dad is a judge. And so I was like, did you tell the cops that your dad's a judge? And he's like, no, no. And I was like, because I would have. I'd have been like, hey, just in case you know, my dad is judge so-and-so. And And just to be upfront with you. And he's like, yeah, didn't use that. I was like, I would have, right? (laughs) Okay, but 
the Father, Father God is our judge. Jesus is our advocate, and not only is he our advocate standing with us, pleading our case, saying it's covered, he paid the price. Who's the accuser? The accuser is the devil. He's the prosecuting attorney. Now, here's the thing. If all of us face an eternity that has a judgment, because the Bible says it's appointed unto man uh, once to die and then face judgment, everybody has to face this. You better have a good attorney. You better have a good plan. And here's what I think the enemy has been doing. The prosecuting attorney has been telling people, you know what? Buddha would be a good defense attorney in heaven. You should try Buddha. He's way better. Try Buddha. Go down that road. And he gives us all sorts of false religion things. And that's his plan. Because he knows there's only one advocate, and he wants to get you to hire the wrong one. And so he's getting all these false religions out there saying, trust in this, trust in that. And those people will get to heaven and they'll say like, ah, Buddha will represent me. And God the Father is going to say, yeah, he doesn't practice law here. There's only one attorney here that practices. You say, well, I got L. Ron Hubbard. No, he's practicing law somewhere else. That ain't happening. That's not, not going on. Okay, but worse than that, here's what the prosecuting attorney is telling you. You don't need an attorney. Represent yourself. Huh? You're taking advice from the prosecuting attorney. He says, when you get to heaven, you were a good person. You just tell God that your good deeds outweigh your bad deeds. That's a perfect defense. And most of the people we know, when you say, why, what are you going to say on Judgment Day? They say, well, I'm going to say, well, I was a pretty good person, right? Because you know, the guy over there told me to do say that. You know, I'm a pretty good person, and I think my good deeds outweigh my bad deeds, don't they? And God's like, you don't understand. Even if your good deeds outweighed your bad deeds, which is highly unlikely, but even if it did, he said, every bad deed has to be punished. My justice demands that it's punished. What's your plan? Like, I, I, can I get a new attorney? You're taking advice from the prosecuting attorney. And think about this. It's just, that's an interesting thought that we think our good deeds will outweigh our bad deeds, and it's not new with us. Jewish people used to say, our good deeds will be our parakletos. It'll be our, our, our defense on judgment day. Our bad deeds will be our accusers. They got it wrong. It doesn't matter how good your deeds are or how bad your deeds are. It's really, did you ask for the advocate to stand for you? It's really what it's about. All right, now stick with me. Stick with me. There's, I, I just, I got to give you a little bit more. This is a wrong thought about God the Father. Here's our thought. We think that God comes in like, all rise. And I know this is just like, I'm trying to get you to understand this. But we, we're like, all rise. And then God's coming out and he's angry. And all of a sudden Jesus looks at you, it's a bad day. We, we got a bad day with God. He's, he's ticked. I'm going to do the best I can, but you're in trouble. Okay. Yeah. Okay? That's wrong idea. God's not like, oh, I can't wait to send him to hell. That's not what he's thinking. But that's what the world is trying to get you to think. Okay, instead, here's what God is doing. He's going, I hope in this case, they got the right attorney. I'm hoping they found the attorney that I sent, the attorney that paid the price. And when God sees you standing there with Jesus, he goes, yes, 
They got the right attorney. This is going to be so good. They got the right attorney. And he's just waiting. And then the accuser comes over, and Satan, he's grandstanding, and he's just like, this guy lied, and he stole from his mother. This guy committed adultery. This guy, ah. and he said, guilty, and your justice demands that he be punished. I rest my case. And then Jesus just stands up and goes, covered. And God goes, yes, not guilty, come on in. Yes, come on in. That's how God is. That's how he is. That's why the prophet Micah could say this in Micah 7.18. Who is a God like you who pardons sins and forgives the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance? You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. See this, your heavenly father delights to show mercy. His justice demands that all sin is punished, but his love sent away for you to have forgiveness of sins by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior to be your advocate and the one that would pay the price for you. This is absolutely incredible what God has done for us, sending Jesus Christ to be our advocate. Now, one more thing. Um, I just, again, my imagination was like, with this sermon prep, I was like all over the planet on this. And some of you are like, we like these parts. All right, but yeah. <laughs> I just had this thought, does Jesus have to keep arguing our case every day? Like, does, is he in heaven like every day arguing our case? Because I just had this visual of God, you know, like Jesus walking around like this big, you know, lawyer case and walking through heaven and one of the angels saying, how's the case loaded today? And he's like, oh man, 20 plus has been sinning like crazy. <laughs> Wall Street's a mess. Bieber is on a tangent. I mean, what, you know, I did teens today. I don't know what, I got heavy load, you know. <laughs> But here's the thing, he doesn't have to plead your case over and over. One time, one time, he just looks at the cross, finished, done, done, taken care of, covered. Now, get this, your past, present, future sins, covered, covered, taken care of by Jesus. He'd argued the case, you're covered, he's your advocate. Now, here's the thing, he's saying it's covered, I don't have to plead it over and over again. But remember what John was saying, I'm writing this to you so you don't sin. Your goal is to become more like Jesus. Your goal is to become, it's not to go, oh, covered, free pass. It's covered, thank you. It's covered. I want to be more like you because the more I'm like you, the easier I make it for everyone else to get into the kingdom of God. That's why it bothers us so much when professing Christians are celebrities or whatever, and then they blow it, and it's all, you're like, oh, don't make it harder for us to get people in. Because they got in on grace, but they're making it harder. And it's like, let's be formed into his image more so that we make it easier for people to get into the kingdom of God. Okay, we studied this word not to just get smarter, but to live differently. To live differently. And I hope you realize he's your advocate. Your sins are covered. He's, he's standing there with you. And if you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior, he's saying, not guilty, covered, taken care of. And the, the accuser, he'll tell you, not that sin. That one can be forgiven. Jesus could figure it a lot, but not that. Don't let him beat you up. He can grandstand all he wants, but your sins are covered. You're forgiven when you called upon the name of the Lord. You said, all that sin was punished there, and I received that, and I accept that way. And I just pray we'll live more like Jesus. We'll say, God, I want to be more like you. I want to not sin because I want to win the world and be more effective. God, I want to win the world and be more effective.
Well, let's realize he's our advocate. Last thing, his caseload is not too full. I don't know if you've ever tried to get an attorney and they're like, no, the caseload's too full, call someone else. Jesus says, whoever will call upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. He says, my caseload's not too full. I, I paid the price for everyone. If they'll call on my name, they will be saved. And that's available for everyone. What a great, amazing thing. And I just pray that we'll live differently and we'll share with the world, you can have the greatest advocate because all of us will face judgment someday and you can have Jesus Christ as your advocate as the one that paid the price for your sins. What an amazing privilege we have to tell that to the world. So God, I pray right now that you would help us to realize that. It's true. It's true. Jesus, you are the advocate. You paid the price for our sins. You stand alongside of us. You are there with us. And you say, covered. The accuser of the brethren, Satan, says, guilty, guilty, guilty. And he's right. We did all those things. But you say, covered, because we asked for the grace that our loving Heavenly Father gave to us. And I pray for our church that we'd love you more, God. We would not see you as the mean Heavenly Father, but we'd see you as a loving Heavenly Father that made a way, that paid the price, that sent His Son, that said grace can be available if you'll only ask. So I thank you for that. We thank you that you are our advocate, Jesus. Thank you. And now while we're on mission with you, Help us to realize that the Holy Spirit is giving us the strength we need and leading people to you. Thank you for that, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.